Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Knicks Wall Podcast. Uh, we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, as always, brought to you this week by our sponsor, uh, betonline.ag. Uh, make sure you check them out. We'll have more on them later in the show. Um, joining me on the show this week, I've got our own Kyle Maggio. What's going on, everybody? And you can follow him at Kyle Maggio on Twitter. Also joining us, as he's been doing lately and will continue to do so, Mike Cortez. What is going on? And that is Cortez Era on Twitter. I'm at Corbo Anthony on Twitter. You can follow the Knicks Wall at the Knicks Wall, uh, at TKW Podcast, all those good places. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us that five-star review. Uh, do the YouTube thing. All of that good stuff. Um, so we're recording right now. The, uh, Knicks are in the middle of playing the wizards. Uh, we are going to kind of recap a little bit of this last week. We haven't really, there's been a lot that's happened since we, uh, since we had last had the opportunity to speak. And, um, I guess, I guess we'll just go down the list here. And it seems like the biggest news here, and a little bit more about the situation came out today too, but uh leon rose is apparently going to be the new president of the new york knicks so announced a couple of hours before the uh trade deadline or starting to be rumored and circulated around that time uh we haven't received anything yet because he is an active agent and you know as a uh really he he's the agent for many many uh popular players and really really quality players in the league right now um but also today we learned that uh, his counterpart, the other guy here, Worldwide West, might not be as involved. But let's start with these two names right here: uh, Kyle Leon Rose as the Knicks president, replacing Steve Mills. What was your initial reaction to that? Um, I mean, I was cool with it, just from like a, I guess a connections perspective. Um, I'm of the mind that you got to be connected for job, you know, positions like this. Like it's nice to be the smart, um, you know, basketball mind. And I think that's great, but we've, you know, we've hired those before and it doesn't work here. So for whatever reason, so I think hiring a guy with a little bit more pull to try to get some of these stars. Um, I, I know everybody tries to make it out to be like, Oh, well here the Knicks go star hunting again. And I mean, maybe it's true, but the goal is to get stars on your team. Like every every team should be chasing stars. Like that's how the NBA works. So if you give yourself the best chance or what you think is the best chance with a guy who's pretty well connected, I mean, I'm at the point with this franchise and this team where I, I really don't even hate it. I'm kind of indifferent to it. It's just another name, uh, hopefully a well-connected one, and hopefully it actually means something. So um, sounds good. It always sounds good. Uh, I'm down for it. I'm always down to see whatever the plan is, but you know, just at this point, like they could have made this almost anybody. And I would have been like, eh, okay, yes. Yeah. What's the, what's the plan, man? Uh, are we going to start winning some games? What, what are you doing to change things? Well, he, he's obviously representing guys like Chris Paul. He's got Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. Uh, 
you know, he's got a mix of, of high quality veterans and, you know, really full of potential young players uh, who are currently represented by him. Now, he has to drop all of those players before he can uh, sign on, which is likely why this has taken so long to, uh, you know, come to fruition here. But I mean, we're talking about and I, I'm not as familiar with the uh, the other, you know, the World Wide West that everyone's been talking about. And uh, apparently he, he kind of was in some of the circles of about a decade ago, a little bit more so. But uh, I mean, you're still talking about two guys who are really, you know, well connected, really have. I feel like the reputation of having the players back, and I think that might be the move that the Knicks really wanted to go for. Instead of the same old, you know, we're going to bring in someone with a lot of prestige who's going to grow these young players. They just, they just want someone who's in there or a team that's in there that's really going to be show these players that you know they're going to take care of them so that we can attract more people to sign here because that's just not happening right now. Yeah, I think you hit on a big point at the end where keep telling the truth to players. That's something that hasn't been a constant for the Knicks for a very long time. And that was a big issue with Phil. Like, he didn't really have a fluid um, relationship with Carmelo and then eventually Chris Stapps, and neither did Steve Mills. So from that front, I do like Rose. I'm not a fan of us following the Lakers' blueprint completely because I still don't think the Lakers did anything that crazy. I still think they got lucky by LeBron wanting to go there. But like Kyle said, it's good to have somebody that has a good reputation uh, Worldwide West was actually the person I was most excited for. Just a little background. He was one of like, he's one of those, uh, I guess, I don't know if you call them spiders, I guess, for like Game of Thrones where he knows everybody. So just to have somebody like that that's so connected and someone that apparently players, current and former, really respect, that goes a big way. And I know he's not joining in an official capacity, but now there's stories coming out that he might be able to still be very close to the team without having to deal with the league rules, which is huge. We saw what happened with Magic Johnson when he took the Lakers job. He couldn't act like Magic, like he couldn't talk to other players, and Jay-Z ran into the same issue when he was involved with the Nets. So as long as West is still involved, I love this move. If he's truly not involved, I'm really with the wait and see. I want to see who Rose puts around him. I still would prefer to move on from Perry and just, I think we need to get a really strong scouting department. So if Rose can put the right guys around him, I'm game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the main thing is there's gotta be a plan, right? Because this is the one thing that's troubling me is that we're supposed to be in the long rebuild and then we're bringing in people who I wouldn't say don't share that mindset, but obviously their strengths lie elsewhere in terms of team building. And um, I guess what gets me is like, I'd like for this guy to be in as soon as possible because I want them to start, I wouldn't say cleaning house, but you got to start getting your ducks in a row because I would imagine whoever comes in here isn't just going to keep everything the same, right? Like it's not going to be like the last two years where it's like, all right, well, here's, all of our draft picks kind of playing sometimes that's maybe the plan. Like that's not going to fly for a third and a fourth year in a row. So like, what are you doing immediately to get in and kind of make some decisions on those guys? Because, and, and to me, it's like, I want to say the expendables, you know, all the way, but like, you know, the, the Franks, the Knoxes, the Dennis Smith juniors, the Dotsons who have a year left with their options next year. And they're going to be on the way out. Like, you got to start making decisions on guys like this. You know what I mean? 
I mean, Knox is a year younger than Frank and Dotson, but you get my point. So it's like, what, what is it? Because it's not going to be this long rebuild. You're not going to commit. So I, I just would be interested to see what the next plan is because are, are you going to try to rebuild a different way with draft picks? Or I mean, we have a, a, more than enough to do so, but are you going to try to swing some of those for picks? Was all was this little brief rebuild to get some of these assets like a sort of a, a quick turn to hand the keys to somebody else with eight, you know, draft picks in five years and and say good luck, go make a trade. We gave you the assets for once. Like I just don't know what the plan is. Like it seems like they're in position to trade for a star and shift a different direction, or you know, if they really wanted to cash in on some assets and then they could also just harken down and, and I guess stay whatever this course is. But I'm just, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of at an impasse here. Like, yeah, like a crossroads. Like it just doesn't feel like the rebuild can, can continue on with Perry possibly on the outs and Rose and worldwide West maybe coming in. So I just don't really know like, like what's like where we're going. If that makes sense. I'm just, that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of unease. Like, at least with the rebuild, it was a, it's it's been bad. Right, it's been right. a bad rebuild. Let's let's be honest, right? But at least there was a plan. Like now, yeah, it's been half-assed. Like the plan was right, but they half-assed it as usual. Yeah, it's. I mean, what do you guys think happens? Like, I mean, it just do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Like, yeah, like, let's say Rose takes over. Like, do you think that he would continue the rebuild, or do you think he? Do you well, think it'd be an extreme think, thing or like a, like a one year he kind of takes stock? I like, think at least think? A, a few players will be on the outs. Like, I, I think that there's going to be very much a, a moment of, uh, you know, them trying to decide which which players really fit with the timeline and fit with the, uh, you know, fit with whatever plan they're going for at that point. But like, I could totally see them trying to move on from some of the young assets just to kind of like recoup a little bit more. And I do think they're going to be going for more of a, uh, you know, maybe not win now, but at least compete now kind of mentality where they're going to be trying to bring at least somewhat proven players into the mix. And like Alfred Payton and Bobby Portis. No, I I think we're talking higher than that. I think they're going to be willing to pay a little bit more. I think they'll be willing to let go of some of the flexibility a little bit more. Well, don't let fans tell. Don't tell the fans we're going to pay any money. For well, anybody. I mean, Buddy right, Heald's right. name was coming up a lot today, and I think that might be a move. I don't know if that's and people don't. Well, want I don't. People want ninety million dollars, Anthony. Nobody wants them. He makes too much money. <laughs> I he makes too much money. If, if you make if you make a, a dime over like seventeen to eighteen million dollars a year, we do not want you. You make way too much well, money it's, it's for this franchise that's valued that's valued more than any other franchise. Like if if you make any kind of money, we don't want you here. You got to work for free. You got to work as hard as you can. I also preferably don't be good at your job. Just come here, work for a little bit of money. Uh, we'll be angry that you're not good at your job while you don't make a lot of money, and then the cycle will continue. Yeah, I mean, we have to stay flexible for the future, right? We're just chasing that white whale. Well, I want to stay on the uh, on the topic of not uh, of not quite doing your job right, of, of us yelling at somebody for not doing their job well. And uh, this segment here, we're going to uh, we're going to have this one brought to you by our friends over on BetOnline.ag. Uh, this is our betonline.ag bet on yourself segment of the week. Uh, remember, betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. Uh, Steve Stout, the Knicks' new consultant, certainly bet on himself uh, when he went on first take on Tuesday. 
and uh, basically proclaimed that the Knicks were going to be firing their head coach and that he is Musai Ujiri. Um, your reactions when this information started leaking out, because I'm sure, I'm sure all of us were glued to the TV watching first take that day. Just embarrassing. He, the fact they call himself Drake is pretty funny. And I would have believed in Stout, like he's a successful guy. Oh, yeah, he called himself Drake was, too. Yeah, he called himself. <laughs> he said the Raptors brought in Drake. I was like, that's very, I mean, I appreciate the irrational confidence, but my guy, come on. Anyway, I would be more happy with him being involved if he didn't go immediately to, I'm going to bring back New York to the toughness. It's like, we just yeah. heard that shit. 12 months ago and look what happened that doesn't work anymore let's join the modern times it was I, <laughs> it was just very nixy yeah it was exactly what i would have yeah. expected and like the most like nixiest move of that whole thing is that like the guy was brought in as like a marketing and branding consultant and like you know the obvious uh press release that that needed to follow after that stated so much that he's part of the marketing team like Dude is not yeah, is that serious. Yeah. Was that tweet serious by Nick's PR? Like I don't that made it even worse. Well, I'm I'm just like I don't doubt that he is just part of like, you know, he might be, you know, having a, a little bit of an ear in some conversations, but I think it's more going to be in the way that certain players can help the Knicks market themselves as a as a, a more enjoyable franchise. But like I, I, I just think that the uh, ESPN producers got a ha- got a hold of him where it's like, hey, you're you know, Knicks is everywhere right now, and like everywhere is just trying to find the next opportunity to laugh at the Knicks right now. It's we're in hot water because there's nothing else going on in the NBA before All Star break right now, and it's just you know they're they're going to they're they're going to try to you know follow this angle, and I think that I think that Steve Stout just got a little ahead of himself and like hopped on the TV show, hopped on with Stephen A. Smith, and just, like, ended up making an ass of himself. So I have multiple questions uh, regarding the Steve Stout instance, uh, incident because I didn't really even have any issues with what he was actually saying. Um, the only thing that I didn't like was the, the Drake. They, they brought Drake in to bring that thing home, referring to the title. <laughs> Come on, man. And, I was, and, and I was like, look, man, like, I, I'm with you being, like, the hype man and trying to make like the next cool. Like I, I understand, I understand, I understand your job, right? And listen, but like, I understand your job. Like you have a job to do, right? Like your job is to go out and be the marketing rebranding guy and, and, and go out there and do the PR tour to try to make us seem like we're back on the right track. Like we've seen the playbook is my point. Like we know he's, you know, we know what he's doing. So the disconnect here comes from, okay, well, if you got the nod to do that on first take on ESPN, he probably had asked the Knicks if it was cool. Right. And not, not like in a, Oh, he works for the Knicks. Now he's not his own man. Like, well, no, you're normally employee, you just yeah. have to get clearance. You're in a, like, you just, it's just what happens. Just, it's more like an acknowledgement. Like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Is that cool? Normally they say yes. Uh, generally they tell you what you're coming on to, to talk about. So I don't know if he was caught off guard by the questions. It seems like maybe he was, but generally like the Knicks should have had some kind of knowledge. You know, there should have been some communication about it. So then I didn't really get the, the forced apology later on. We'll get to that. But, um, so that confused me, but I didn't even think really what he was saying was wrong. It was just like, you, you can't put like the card ahead of the horse. Like they haven't even officially announced the guy. Right. Because did we? Because I didn't get a press release for it. Stout? Did, Stout, did they or, Stout or, yeah. No, it's just reported. 
It, it was just it was just reported, right? So he was like loosely associated, which again, that's fine. But then it, the optics look bad because before you can put the official thing out that he's hired, you put an official statement out that he's sorry for something. And the worst part of all of this is, like, who is I actually he? think I think hold on. Hold on. No, no. Okay. Let's, let's relax. I don't want to disrespect Steve said he's, he's, he's a, a legend in his own right, in his own lane. But like, but what I'm saying let's, is let's cut, let's cut, no, let's cut it there. Let's cut it there. My point is, my point is the issue is when you go in and talk about stuff like the head coaching situation, right? Which to me, it's a given. Like if you, if everyone and, and their mother knows the Knicks are about to clean house and, and about to, to do our brand new hires top to bottom, as we once again, expect, there's going to be a new coach. Like that's just always what happens. You let the GM pick his coach. Like that's just, that's like how sports work. That's just how it is. So it's like, you don't really need to even go out there and say, well, basically like Mike Miller's on the way out. We got somebody else. Like it's implied. It's implied because you're there for that reason, because the, the house is getting cleaned out. World Wide West is there for that reason. Leon Rose is coming in for that reason. Those guys are coming in to hire everybody else down the chain. So like, you don't got to go out there and pretend like you call the shot. That's the only thing I didn't like, like just sometimes you got to just plead ignorance and just, ah, I don't know, man, we'll see what happens and shut your mouth and keep it moving. But that was the only thing I really had an issue with, like him going out there to be the hype man's the right idea. The execution was terrible. You know- and then to make matters worse was, was that just totally unprompted. Did you know release. that Steve Stout used to manage Nas and Mary J. Blige? Yeah. I know. Yeah, he's, I know yeah, he's, a, he's a successful he, guy in music. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a like a, he's like a big, big, big time dude. Like he's a like, like he's a really I'm, important person. I know. It's, it's just don't just don't talk about firing Mike Miller like before you've officially been hired. I just like, that's, I just want to know why, like why he's in that position in the first place. Yeah, he's in the position. It's 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 a simple it's a simple. They want him to have say in the marketing and the rebranded. Well, like, you know, Again, you're like, walking into a tire fire at that point. With, you know that like all ESPN is going right. to try to do is shit on the Knicks at this point. Like, right. But but again, this is why I said they put the ball, uh, they put the court, uh, the cart ahead of the horse, because um, y- the thing with the Drake thing is, is he's not even wrong, right? Like Drake does matter to the marketing and the rebrand and the evolution of the Raptors. It is objectively true. It's also not major, major. It's it's the cherry on top. Like that's that's it's the fan engagement. Yeah, like when I think of it's customer yes, engagement, like you out. Like I don't think no, no, but like, but like what he can help you like build basically. Like Drake to me, like, and I'm not even trying to be a hater. Like I actually really like Drake and his music. I just thought like initially when he was hopping on with the Raptors, it was kind of corny. Like it's, it felt pretty forced. Yeah, but he's done a good job. He's done a lot of yeah, good giveaways, cool a lot of good now. events. If this of, was the '90s, right. I would be okay. But Steve Stout, he hasn't been relevant. Like. The last time I remember Steve Stout, he was getting pressed by 50 Cent on the garden floor. Like, that's the last thing I remember for Steve Stout, which is fine. Like, he's he's a great marketer, no doubt. I mean, he makes a lot of money, so he must be good. My thing is, don't go on TV. Why even have him on TV talking about basketball? Don't You don't know anything about basketball. Just stick to pushing out, fixing that god-awful social media account that they run. Fix that. Yeah. (laughs) Just fix that. Stick to what you know. That's my thing. And, and the last thing I want to say too is like about the Drake thing is like it's like it is the cherry on top, right? But like he didn't bring it home. Like Messiah traded for Kyle Lowry when Kyle Lowry wasn't very good yet, and then he they already had Demar Derozan there, and that helped usher in a 
decent era of Toronto basketball, which turned into a winning era of Toronto basketball, which eventually helped them get to the point where they could win a championship. Like it was progressing. Like right. the Knicks There's need no to short term here. Like, like you gotta, you got to put out, this is how the NBA works. And this is why I get mad at fans for trades and whatnot too. But like, you have to put a good product out somewhat consistently to draw fans in. That's why even when we were getting annoyed during the mellow era, when they underachieved some of those years, I mean, 37 wins. And we were pissed, right? But like, that's okay. Cause we're like, all right, well, you know what? They could, maybe they'll figure this thing out. They have mellow. They just missed the playoffs. Maybe they just got to reshuffle the deck. You come back in for another year. There's only so many years you could do. Well, you know, Kevin Knox looks awful. All right. Well, he did it again. All right. Well, Frank Delacina still looks not great. All right. Well, he did it again. Year, you know, year after year. All right. Well, Dennis Smith Jr. Isn't panning out. And we just traded Chris Stapps for him. All right. Like there's only so many like dramatic fall-offs we can do before it's like, and you guys see it, Mike, you see it when you tweet the games, right? We're tweeting about Julius Randle and Alfred Payton, and what do we get? Nobody yeah, cares. LOL. Nobody, nobody nobody, cares. Why are you tweeting this? We don't want clips of Reggie Bullock. We don't want clips of Alfred Payton. And it's like, that's what we get. I get it. We have 20, 23, 24,000 followers. That's what we get. So imagine like being the actual, like you don't hear that, bro. Like you don't want to go out and just, just not hear from us. Just put out a semi-respectable product just to not hear from us. Like that's, that's what needs to happen here. That's the big, big issue that they don't ever get to. Like you could do all the other things, but those are extras and those are fun when we're winning, but we, we can't have those without the winning. Yeah. And remember how exciting it was when, even before Melo, when Amari first got here, that was a pretty, like not mediocre, but it wasn't a splashy move yet. They played well together and we were, that was a really fun time. Why can't we do that again? It's like fans just want to do either top of the lottery or NBA championship. That's just not possible. And that's why you said Masai. That's why Rose, the Rose era is now going to be contingent on who he brings in. If he brings in a guy who knows his shit and builds smart, this is a home run. But until then, I just can't see it. Like (laughs) I just see a continuous loop of us just being bad. Yep. Well, there it is. That's the betonline.ag bet on yourself segment of the week. Uh, use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for 50% off your welcome bonus. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Uh, while we have you here, we're going to talk to you all about our friends over at Untuck It. Have you ever seen the Untucked button down? They don't look very good, and why? They were meant to be. They were not meant to be worn that way. Uh, thankfully, there is Untuck It, the original button-down shirt that's actually designed to be worn untucked. Uh, they have more than fifty fit combinations, and they look really great on tall, short, slim, athletic guys. You whatever kind of build you got, uh, it really fits your frame. It it, it kind of just sits there, nice, not too snug, not too tight, just naturally. Uh, and you know, they're never going to look too baggy. They're never going to look bulgy. They're not going to look long, too big, again, fitted, nice. And their website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, untuck it is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20% off at checkout. That's U N T U C K it.com and promo code blue for 20% off. All right. Um, so last time we spoke to everybody, it was the day before the trade deadline. We didn't know it was going to go down, but we were pretty sure 
Marcus Morris was going to be seeing a change of scenery. Um, that obviously happened. He was moved to the uh, Clippers, and they sent back over a 2021 first rounder, uh, as well as a 2021 uh, second round pick from Detroit. Or, I'm sorry, they sent back a 2020 first round pick and a swap to their uh, rights with the 2021 first rounder, as well as that Detroit 2021 second round pick, which is going to be a, a pretty solid second for sure. Um, the Wizards were involved with the trade too. Uh, we have we got Yusuf Sanan from them, uh, a Euro stash player right now. Uh, yeah, we'll see if he ends up becoming anything. But uh, we moved on from Marcus Morris. He was the next leading scorer. He was shooting over forty five percent from three. He was averaging almost twenty per, uh, almost twenty points a game. It's uh, the absence is going to be felt by him. But do we have any disagreements here that this was the right move? Not at all. Yeah, I, I, I think we were, uh, I mean, for, for a couple of months now and a couple of weeks, we've been pining for uh, Marcus Morris to be on the, uh, you know, shipped out somewhere first round pick. And, uh, and, you know, we got that pick. We got exactly what they were, what we were asking for. Uh, you know, we imagine it'd probably be somewhere around the, the teens or the 20s. I think we were kind of hoping we could get a pick that was approaching, approaching the lottery somewhere, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where this Clippers pick ends up being. Um, and then, yeah. And then the Detroit pick next year should be decent considering, uh, Detroit's now moving on from Andre Drummond and they have, uh, some work to do till they're rebuilding. But, uh, I thought Marcus Morris had a really solid first, you know, half a season with the Knicks. I thought that he really kind of was able to guide this team through some, and at least get them a couple of wins in some of these rough stretches. And, uh, yeah, Maurice Harkless comes back to the Knicks as well. And it's uh I, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to be taking the shots for this team for the rest of the season. Did you guys have any problem? I mean, no no one had a problem with the Marcus Morris trade, right? Like reasonable people, because I saw some idiots online. Like No, I think that was reasonable that's people, being like, misdirected anger because I was very angry after the deadline, and that's just because the Morris deal was the only deal. But Correct. the deal itself, that, right? That's a bigger point. Yeah. What from the deal from the Moore's deal itself? What could you like, possibly people were mad? At? People were mad. We we either didn't get this is from what I saw. This was not the majority. I would say, but there was a a loud contingent of fans who were like, "Well, we couldn't get a lottery pick." Well, no, because it's Marcus <laughs> Morris on an expiring contract. You buffoon! He was like go to relax. The playoff team. How are you? Gonna- Se- second thing. Second thing, they're like, well, you know, we could have gotten a second pick. You buffoons, we got a second round pick in the trade also. We don't, we're, we're, which is essentially a first. We were never getting two first round picks. So again, what were you thinking? Like, who did you think we had here? Like, I feel like nobody understands how trades work. Like, the whole point of Marcus Morris was we knew it was one year. He was leaving because, let's make no mistake about it, aside from the, oh, you know, he said he wanted to be here. Just like everyone says they want to be here until they walk in the summer and then we never hear from them again. So let's let's cut to the chase, right? So, yeah. So the whole point was you got a year of him. We all like Marcus Morris. In a perfect world, we'd all sign him for a few years on a good team. He'd be fun for a contender, especially for a contending Knicks team. We all know. Okay, it's not a perfect world, though. It's this world. We signed him for a one-year deal. It, he has a career year. We never get lucky like that where we sign a guy 
and he has a career year. The only thing at that point you should go is, okay, we're counting our blessings. We're selling off to the highest bidder. Don't even care what it is. Clippers, you want to give us a meaningless pick swap in there for 2021? Have at it. Throw just, it in. We don't care. All right, that was just like, why'd you report that? That, that was like, <laughs> that was that was hilarious. That was that top three protected pick for no reason. But, <laughs> but, um, but like, but like everything else, I was like, yeah. I mean, when we got this, I, I was fine with the first round pick. When I saw we got the second, I was like, wow, we made out. Yeah, like yeah. that's all I wanted. And, and yes, I'm mad about the other like other vets should have been gone. Other vets, I, I mean, we, we know who they are. I mean, Alfred Payton, Bobby Portis, Portis are higher on the list because they said Portis had interest. Where the hell did that interest go? Yeah, but his contract is so big, though. Where are you going to move him to? Yeah, only one year. Yeah, but it's only one. Yeah, year. but you, you I mean, but you still got to pay him the million for next year. And I think we're. Yeah, I think we're pennies. Well, yeah, that's pennies, but it still makes it a little bit more difficult to navigate, like even buyouts for him or something like that. You know, like. Uh, it's yeah it's really frustrating that he's still around it it's his contract might have just been a little bit too big to the point where they kind of knocked themselves out of some flexibility with moving him i think but yeah shocking shocking hey but at least at least we have flexibility for 2020 you know all these free agents are gonna sign i'm shocked we didn't take on any money i'm truly shocked that alfred payton stuck around uh because it seems like he yeah me too he's actually been good yeah no and he like all of a sudden he's like all right i'm here i guess i'll start playing again because he was he just looked eternally frustrated out there um he's he's very loyal to scott perry so maybe perry returned the loyalty by not wanting to trade him unless it was to like the perfect situation now i will say this this might be very unpopular and i wanted to ask you guys this of all the vets that we didn't that we did not trade is there anybody you'd actually want next year and i have my answer and it's gonna shock you guys i bet but i want to know what your answer is julius randall included. one guy oh, yeah i would under the assumption that julius randall's gonna be here oh, okay the one year guys <sighs> wow um I guess Taj. Like, I don't mind Taj being there. I like him. Like, as long as he's not playing in front of Mitch next year, that'll be my. Yeah, pick. that's the big problem because I I would go with Taj as well. But like, that's if he's going to keep on. I mean, it's and it's not really a Taj Gibson issue. It's more of a uh, you know a coaching or a Mitchell Robinson issue, whatever you know, whatever you want to look at. But yeah, that dude needs to be starting rather than the you know thirty however old Taj Gibson is at this point. Okay, uh, that's actually a a pretty good, pretty fair answer. Um, Maybe Reggie. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Oh, Reggie's oh, not bad. Also. Okay. I, okay. So so Reggie Reggie would make sense on nearly any roster. Yeah. I think Reggie's eh, he's been a pleasant surprise. I I wouldn't mind Reggie back. And this is me operating under the assumption that we're either drafting what we think, and I'm wording this carefully is a franchise point guard or going to get one this summer, because I would, I would imagine that they understand that Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nielakina, and this is even me saying it are not going to be the guards of the future. Right. So I don't think you can confidently say bringing Alfred Payton as a starter for a sixth year is that either like, that's not going to woo fans. So I I would imagine somehow they're going to try to get a point guard. I don't know who, but in the event that they get someone who's like just even passable, I would enjoy an Alfred Payton being our bench point guard. I would enjoy having him back. I'm going to say it. Uh, I wasn't fond of the signing because I thought, well, you have a zillion guard prospect. You should probably be trying to give minutes to and see what you got with them first. But um, 
he does have stretches where he looks really good. And it makes me wonder if all this time that he's been kind of force fed starter minutes, if he's really just a very impactful, like sixth, seventh man, first point guard off the bench kind of guy. And I thought, well, not for nothing, but like if we can at least get somebody else, I'd actually like to have Alfred back because, you know, I, I don't feel confident in Frank running an offense, right? I, I don't. I'm sorry. It's too inconsistent. It's it's fun when it's there, but it's too inconsistent. Um, I don't think RJ's there yet, you know, with trying to be an initiator at the NBA level. And Dennis is just lost half the time at this point, or I don't know what his problem is, but uh, you got to get a guard. And, and in a perfect world, I think Alfred's actually a really nice backup. I think he's been miscast a little bit, but if we got him for like that role, I'd be in. Yeah, I think aside from Reggie, he's probably the, the best veteran we have left not including rand obviously out of like the guys we signed for one year my problem is i know he came here wanting to start he's probably going to want to do that again and if we do draft the point guard he's probably going to start again next year uh, i agree with frank i don't think he's gonna be the point guard of the future i do like him at the two or even off the bench as a two i think i know people want to force him to be the point guard of the future he's him being a smart good basketball player does not mean he has to be the franchise savior. I think people keep going with extremes and especially with Frank, but yeah, Dennis has to go, but yeah, back to Peyton. I think Peyton just wants to start. That's the only reservation I would have with that. Well, let's take a, I I feel like I I would probably enjoy having Elfer Payne back next year, but it's like, yeah, I, yeah, he's he has been one of the only con, like capable. He he's looked. There's been a couple of iffy stretches, but he's been one of the few consistent players who's been out there and like able to actually hit his shots and like you say, like kind of run an offense. Like definitely not starter level for what for what my money's going for, but uh, definitely a capable backup. But let's so maybe maybe that factors in here. But let's let's take a look at what you guys are thinking. The Knicks, so the All Star break is coming up now. And they're, you know, they're playing against the Wizards right now. I'm not sure what that score is looking like at the moment, but the uh, they're down three. They're down three right now. Um, but we're not going to have a, uh, another game until late next week. Uh, I think next Friday is the next game after this one. Um, All Star break comes up. Guys are going to get recharged a little bit. You know, new chances to think about things a little bit differently. Probably get the rose higher announced at some point in there. Um, my question is, well, where does this team go for the rest of the year then? What, is, what does Mike Miller need to focus on specifically? What do the players need to focus on specifically? Like, if we're talking about guys who are going to be sticking around next year and what the, you know, helping to get ready for next season, like, what, what does this team's priority need to be? I, I mean, I don't I feel like development, but that's not going to happen. Well, are there any combinations of players that we should be seeing play together? Or are there. You know, should uh, Mitchell Robinson maybe be starting at center? Absolutely. Uh, the, fact that he, absolutely the fact he's not yeah. starting now is just, there's no excuse for it. I mean, the four-game winning streak, cool. That still shouldn't stop you from starting your best young player. He is the best young player on the roster, and he's barely getting minutes. I think he's still below 30 minutes per game by a considerable margin since God knows when. It's inexcusable. So that, and just being good. They just just play well. Find out who works. They started playing Dennis with Frank finally. I want to see a little Frank, RJ, and Dotson, but 
since RJ's came back, Dotson's vanished as expected. So I just want to see those kind of combinations. Uh, Knox, maybe go to the G League for a little bit and come back up when you're ready to be a man. But I, I hate, I almost feel, I, I tweeted this the other day. I almost feel bad with the Kevin Knox stuff. And then like, it's just so bad, man. Like, and I feel like he knows it. That's why I'm not trying to be rude anymore, but it's like, it's like, you gotta do better. Like you gotta find one thing, bro. Like I was at the game. I was working the magic game last week. And I mean, just, just like clueless defensively, like not even paying. He's getting the guy's already at the rim on a backdoor cut before he even turns around. Like, I mean, and this, I, I'm going to find, and everybody thinks I'm making it up. I'm actually going to find the clip. Like it was embarrassing. Like, like you can't do that stuff. And it, I, I, it just frustrates me, man. Like just one thing, like at least for the Frank fans, like you could always harken back to like, well, he has one elite NBA skill. He plays defense. Like not what is Knox? He's 20. He's 20. Like, <laughs> Like that that's it? Like, like what happened to us evaluating players for like what they were, not just well, he's twenty, give him time. Like at some point well, we gotta talk about I mean, it, guys. That's what we're talking about with the inconsistency of the rebuild though. You know it, I I it just it gets me angry and sensation of basketball. Everyone thinks since they play two K and he progresses to a ninety in year three, that's how it is in real life. And for me, I remember when I went to the Raptors game, Nick Nurse said something that stuck with me, especially in regards to Knox. He says, if they're not getting consistent minutes, send them to the G League. And it's not a demotion the way we think it is. It's not like in baseball where, like, if you stink, you go to the minors because you stink. And at basketball, only five guys can play. So getting Knox those reps can be a big thing. Look at Iggy. Iggy's killing it in Westchester. If Knox gets a couple like 30 or 40 point games, maybe he starts to figure out, hey, I'm actually pretty good because he is still he has great size. He could shoot. I just think he's missing aggression and a go to move before he becomes competent. And going down against lower competition could just be the thing to awaken him. Has he ever been demoted? No, no one has. No, no one has. That's the it's problem. Bizarre. Use yeah. the G League. For a team that's the this early into a G League, they came up for Burke. Like that's the only yeah, thing that's coming yeah, from the G it, it's we've only ever used the G League as a farm system to come up to the team. We've never used it to get prospects in and then send them down there to develop. Like not once. Like it, it's, I mean, it's extraordinary. Not even Hernan Gomez. Like remember Hernan Gomez? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't want to send him down. Like, are you kidding me? Billy Hernan Gomez feels like a decade ago. Oh, what bothers me is that they've used the, like they did the model correctly once, and we were actually praising them for it. That's what bothers me. They were sending no with yeah. Damian Dotson oh, right, right. with Burke too. Well, Dotson, remember Dotson would go down regularly his rookie season. He would go down to get that's run. He did this. He he would do this the day before a game. Then he'd come up some days the same day. He'd suit up for a game after playing it, uh, an earlier game with Westchester. Like like young players need reps. It's not an embarrassment. It's not a demotion. It is simply a tool to help young, raw, underdeveloped players get those reps and grow. Like, that's the way that we need to look at the G League. And the Knicks have done it in the past. That's why it's more frustrating. You did it with Dotson. You did it with a young player who wasn't getting minutes at the NBA level who needed them. You got him those minutes and then worked to get him them in the well, NBA as well. That is what a Kevin Knox needs. That's what a Frank Nielakini needs. It's the first-round picks that they're not doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they don't value it. Like, Dotson, they didn't value. That's why they decided they would do that. We still see that with Dotson, where he is his minutes throw he's up and down we don't know what's gonna where his role is like 
you know, and he's been probably the most consistent of those younger players. But yeah, none of the guys do. Like, you know, I can maybe see the case for one to keep RJ up. But like with Knox, with Neil Aquino, like even with Dennis Smith to a degree, like you got to be sending these guys down there. Oh, Dennis Smith 100% should be in that crowd. Frank is above average in defense, so at least you can say, all right, he belongs. The here. last two years he should have been for sure, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But this year I'm sure, talking yeah. about. And that nurse quote about getting guys reps, he was talking about Siakam. Yeah. And people forget Siakam was essentially a no-show for 2016-2017 season. And then he boomed once Kawhi got there, but it wasn't be just because of Kawhi. It's because they put in the work for the first two years where he went down to whoever their G League affiliate is. I don't know what it is, but he went down there. He only played Raptors 95 games as a rookie. Right. Thank you. So, yeah, he played there, and he's, now you look at him. He's a star. But even there's not even a stigma towards sending – there may be a stigma. I overspoke, but there shouldn't be a fans, stigma. I think, or for any, or for teams in general. I'm talking because remember when Tim Hardaway Jr. was a first round pick and he played for us for a few years at the tail end of the Mellow Jr. era, right? And then he went to Atlanta, and Atlanta was like, "Hey, man, you're useful, but you actually need some G League time." And then he came back up and was a much better player. And even though he underperformed with us a little bit, even though that was, I think, largely due to him being miscast and playing on half a foot. Um, he got he's clearly an improved player from that time like it's it's very Shocking. very obvious he he came and it was a good atlanta team he came back to and made an impact with as a minor role player but it, again it, it's there shouldn't be an issue that was a first round pick tim hardaway jr was a well which pick was he he was the 21 or right, right after the 20s yeah the 20s right okay so so right right about there but he was still like that that's a first yeah. round pick that's that's not like pick 30 you know what i mean like and they sent him down and gave him good well, run and, and he came, like it just bothers me. It makes it makes too much sense, and they don't want to do it because why? To admit that maybe the player they picked is as I, good as I they hope. I really hope they start following this. Cutting off your nose, it's cutting off your nose. I really hope face. they start following this to move forward because, like, you know, you're gonna have another pick around that point with the Clippers pick this year. You're gonna have a good first round pick from this year. You know, even if it's a weaker class, so like you're gonna have a player that you're gonna want to develop, and uh, you know. I'm just hoping with some new direction, some new management, everything like that going on, we'll actually start utilizing this system. Even especially if if they keep Mike Miller involved in some capacity, which they absolutely, I think, should keep him involved with the team. But even if he's like, you know, more of if he's an assistant coach, that's kind of more handling that transition with guys between the G League and the NBA, uh, you know, coming up from Westchester to New York, like that would be. Like that would be such an ideal role and a great asset to have on your team to be able to build that kind of, you know, build that kind of idea about the G League, build that kind of like understanding around it, that this is the place that you're going to go to get these reps when you can't get them on the court right now. Yeah, I think the lack of use for the first round picks in the G League, it's just the core. It's just a piece of the bigger problem going on with this team. Yeah, where it's no, it's they never want to get into a PR mess. But they always end up on one anyway, but they do everything they can to stay away from that. It's like the 40 year old virgin. He does everything he can to avoid women. He runs right. into them. Same time Instead of being forward thinking, they're too afraid him. to do anything. Yeah. Right. Because they just want to stay good in the right. PR thing. Like the whole stout hiring, everything is just about PR and you're not, it's not even, P- it's P it's PR initially. Yeah. Like they only, they only, they only understand PR for like, flashy hire press release press conference and then they have no semblance of pr beyond that yeah then then it's 
then it's like like for me like it's everything it's not just what you put out in a press release or in a press conference pr is your public image at all times like that's if you're front facing like them like that's that's it's always that like you're always putting on for for your fans every day the knicks are playing you should be on and trying to impress us and win us over like i don't get how they can they they very clear i I know for a fact they very clearly hear us and and fans and you know they should know better they should know better is the point i know they hear and read and listen to things i know this and they should be better at picking up on things like this like stop worrying about like just whatever i don't i don't even know where it's complicated it's just like just do the obvious thing that's always what we ask them like that's why we were happy for the marcus morris trade they did the obvious thing. Guy breaks out, has a career year. You sold high on him. You got multiple picks. Great job, Dicks. I mean, you didn't sell off on anybody else, but that one specific trade, good job. That's all we wanted. It's a low bar to clear. There's so many layups that they don't do like that. Oh, and kudos before we – I mean, Scott Perry's probably gone in the summer, but kudos to him. I think he handled the Morris trade perfect. He set a price with the Lakers that Kuzma had to be included, and that kind of forced the Clippers yeah. to at least include that first-round pick. So, Scott Perry, if you're out, masterclass with that yeah we see him for that we'll always give we'll always yeah. give credit when it's due like just do do good things it's not a wild concept we don't hate the team do good things make good moves progress and we will compliment you you do bad things and make bad moves the team gets worse uh, right. there's nothing we can say we can't make that we can't, help we, we can't make that it. good analyzing the situation yeah, all we can do is, is oh, well, this sucks, as you guys know, because you've listened yeah. to this podcast for years. To all like, of you. When, when, it's been, when, it's been, when it's been good, it's been good. But, like, you know, like, we have no problem getting excited. When RJ's playing well, haven't I gone on the pod and been like, man, things are great. I love how RJ's playing. I can't wait to be positive about this team, and it kills yeah. me because I can't. And, uh, yeah, kudos to all of you for sticking with us and listening to uh, us go on and on and on. We know this has been uh, not an easy year on on you know, just about all of us, but there is a bright future ahead of us somewhere. We're hoping so at least. Uh, and until then, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. So uh, yeah, make sure you're following all of us at the next wall at TKW podcast at Corvo Anthony at Kyle Maggio at Cortez era. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors Untuck it and BetOnline.ag. Um yeah, head over to the nextwall.com. Check out all of the fantastic content we've got up there. And yeah, any any last plugs, Mike? You got anything coming out you want to drop? Uh, I next week I'm gonna sort through what happened over the last year and see if it was bad luck or just poor management, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just looking over the last year's moves and seeing how much was in the Knicks control and how much was just shit luck. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to uh, cipher through there, I'm sure. But uh, all right, we'll keep an eye lookout for that piece. And uh, until then, we'll talk to you guys uh, sometime next week, I think. Yeah, we'll see before or after the All-Star break. But uh, we'll see you all soon. 